All right, welcome to another episode of Brooks McDonald Show. Sorry, sweetie, you, my wife's here with me again, uh, and and so when I say the Brooks McDonald Show, I feel so like and Carrie Beth, uh, you know. But whatever, uh, we have different guests on at different times. But I'm glad you're back here with us uh, to be able to chat through just life and. If you're new to us, we want to be about um, one. I've we've both been through a lot of self help and development over time, uh, and been able to learn and glean from a lot of really great people. A lot of uh, some of those that we voices we've taken in uh, don't really uh, dive through scripture as much, and so we want to funnel our decisions through uh, Christ like decision making, but also just kind of help people along their journey of. Of life and being their best selves and and doing and doing big things um, in the name of the Lord, though not for selfish gain or ambition. Um, so yeah, so I just thought for a, a few minutes it would be great if we chatted on this principle that you and I um, see again. These are things where it's like as I tell you some of these, I'm going to tell you, and I'm trying not to say it in a braggadocious way, but it's really awesome stuff we get to do. So like the other morning, we were walking down the beach. The kids were at school. And we hadn't done that in a while, but we were doing a beach walk together down through the state Topsail State Park and just taking in life. And as sometimes as we dive deep in scripture, deeper into scripture and learning, we realize that um, the Lord reveals things to us over time. Uh, we want it now, especially our children and those generations. It's a now thing, and we want it immediately. Uh, but especially even the Lord's word and his voice sometimes comes in still small whispers or over time. And I've been trying to figure out, hey, what would be good conversations for our podcast or for, uh, you know, sharing with other people? And one of those ideas is around um, what we called, what did we call it? The 1690 principle. 1690 principle. And it was the the idea that um, when you're 16, you have all these visions for your life and what you want and and these aspirations and you have not, it's kind of like when people ask me what's my favorite part of the trip, it's right before the trip starts. Because you have all this excitement of what to come, but you haven't been let down about anything that haven't lived up to your expectations. Um, it's just this excitement of what lays ahead. Like I can still remember the joy, and I want you to tell me if you can. Do you remember the joy when you walked across the stage when you were, we were, well, you were almost engaged at the point, but I remember walking across stages, graduating high school, and like this weird open anticipation, like for what lays ahead. Yeah, for sure. Like your whole life's ahead of you. Yeah. And I think as the, I look now and I see as my children get older, we have almost 13-year-old and a 10-year-old and how fast that comes, how they're watching and see that same excitement for us and are anticipating what great things we can do. Um, and now we've had my 20 years of high school past years right on your 20 year this year. And we look back at our graduating class and there's some people that definitely didn't live up to those expectations. There's some things for us we didn't live up to necessarily. Um, but I'm getting hit beyond it. The idea of sixteen, that 16-year-old self, we have all these dreams and goals of what we want to do and what that looks like. But then also there's the 90-year-old self, and I talk about on here some and other people, the rocking chair 
test. And the rocking chair test is sitting with your 90-year-old self. You're at a retirement home somewhere looking out across this beautiful field with these rocking chairs on this front porch, and you're just sitting beside your 90-year-old self chatting about life and what happened. And you're asking your 90-year-old self what they felt was good decisions, what were bad decisions. Where did your 90-year-old self feel like you should be pushing your time and energy versus where you are, wherever you're at in life right now? The principle idea would be you're in between the ages of 16 and 90 as this principle works. Fair enough? Yeah. And so, um, that's that was something eye-opening for both of us because I think about the times where we were dating and tell about what we would do and like where we would dream about. Yeah, I mean, so because if you're new to us, we were dating. I was 16 and he was 17 and uh, engaged at 18 and 19. Fast forward to married at 20 and 21. And so, during some of those times, we a little bit of a dream that we had would be that we would come here to where we now live, which is Destin, Miramar Beach area. And I had grandparents, still have one of those grandparents who's the best lady um, that would have a timeshare down here. And so for free, of course, because we have no money at this time, we would come down and whatever beater we could afford at the time to drive down in and stay with my grandparents. And we would just soak up the beach time and we would drive around and we would tailgate people into um, the like exclusive yeah, neighborhoods exclusive down here yeah. and just dream about what that could look like. We even went so far one time as to set up an appointment to go and tour an apartment and what that would look like. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So so we dreamed about like this this life of what that would could be or whatever and um and and so life is happening and that was but those were our early dreams and so the the idea of that principle is is where do those intercede where what are things that our 90 year old self would feel are valuable and then what but also that our 16 year old selves would think are valuable and all the things in between because i think about for me especially fast forward a couple years past that and i'm dreaming about what if we had, I, I went on a fishing trip with a buddy of mine in Gulf Shores uh, that now lives full-time down there. He was living in Memphis at the time. And I saw this, um, had these houses around these canals. We'd go fishing every day. And there was a guy across the canal that owned this insurance agency that was really successful. And he had this second home down there and he'd come and stay and fish. It's like, oh my God, could you imagine? I'm just like new in the insurance business. Could you imagine what that life is like and how that would be? And I set this off in my head. like, God, that's what something I would want to do. Um, and I want to make, of course, 16, I want to make all good, really good money, have a lot of fun, love every day of every work. I'm not going to even work ever if I don't like it type of a thing, you know, gullible, ignorant, uh, in some ways, but just joy filled and excited about our future and what we would have. Fair enough. Yeah, for sure. I think that some of the things, the obvious glaring things that we could say about the 1690 is that. On the younger spectrum, you're going to tend to value more things like money and what can I acquire and what could I do? Some of them, maybe not even selfishly, some of them because you want to have a family and you want to provide for them. And, but then you get into, oh, what can I get with that money? Right. And I think we all know that if you're 90 in the rocking chair, what you're looking back on that you're proud of has nothing to do with the money that you earned. So, yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's right. Exactly. So then you look at the 90-year-old side, like Carrie Beth was saying, and we think about, well, what would that be like? And and I watch these videos of like interviewing in retirement homes. They hold up these boards of like <laughs> what they wish they'd have done more of. Not a single one of them said, spend more time at the office and work. Now, that's important. Like, we're not encouraging homeless vagabonds here. There has to be a dream and a goal that you're working towards. Some of that may be in faith, though. Like we were talking about earlier before this podcast, just stepping out in faith that the Lord's going to provide if that's in missions. And I don't want my um, weird personal anxieties to reflect wrongly on someone that has this dream that they feel God's going to work in their life on. But that 90-year-old self's talking about time with family, having being around the dinner table more. Uh, that's, again, on the other episode we did was talking about how I had so many older people with kids that were older that said, don't blink, it goes by really fast, and I was watching that happen. So we decided to go on these RV trips and life and just change things up to be more present because all those people would give anything to sit around that table with those young set of eyes, listening to them and sharing in those moments when the family's together and able to travel before they're grown and out of the house. And just saying, I love you more to your family members, to the ones that pass, that are older than you that'll pass away before us. Um, and then spending time with the ones before and physically while we're able to do some things. Because a lot of the time at 90, you wish you'd have done stuff, but physically you're not able to. There's another great book called die with zero. And it talks about go-go years, slow-go years, and no-go years. And your go-go years are probably up to usually about your 55 to 60-year-old mark. Slow-go years start into your 60s at some point into the mid-late 70s. And the no-go years are maybe mid-70s on to where you're just not physically able to do a lot of stuff there. And so, how do we walk in our life? So, almost 39, and then I'm uh, okay. Almost 38. (laughs) Almost 39, almost 38. Um, And just where we are in life, I'm always compelled to think about those questions and say, hey, where were we with our goal selves? And if we could sit next to our 16-year-old selves, what would they be proud of? Where would they be like shocked that we had to go through? Where would we cry together? Because we had to walk through some stuff that your 16-year-old self wished you'd have never had to walk through, right? Yeah. And we've had some of those walks. Um, and then sit by our 90-year-old selves to say, hey, look where you grew from. Some of those hard times that you cried with your 16-year-old self that you're glad that you walked through because you're stronger and a better person because of that. Um, and and keeping the main thing the main thing and the focus the focus. Yeah, on that topic, I think if we if we let... Society kind of tells us, right, that like, okay, we'll work hard. And that's not a bad principle, right? But we can take that work hard into like, well, this is my identity. This is what I do for a living. You know, have you how many times have you gotten that question? What do you do? Well, a big part of what you do, especially if you're in the child raising years, is raising a family, raising humans, creating this safe space that is home. Um that you're all seeking what God wants for your life. And so I think many of us can get caught in the trap of like, oh, well, I'm spending all these hours a day taking care of people. Yeah, that's that's your mission. That's what you're on mission for. And so I think we've got to put it all into th- this, what are you viewing um, what you're doing? What are you viewing your time as? And being proud of that, whether you're 16 or 90 or somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And I think a uniqueness for both of us is, I don't, uh, I'm trying to think like 
what the start of this seed of thought is planted in or how I grew up with popping your knuckles on a podcast rookie move whoops uh, you know where where the start of thought came to came from and cuz for me it was like I always was like too much obsessing on the future and and some of it some ways like unhealthily of like how much money are you making? What, where's that going to? And too, I can tell you for sure, it was in my 20s, was too much focused on the money side and the cash flow side. But some of the seeds that are planted that at 18, we, I called some young people the other day, it's like wild stallions, you know, like they got so much at them, but they're kind of clunky in their process. But that experience of walking through that they'll gain wisdom out of starts them down this road. And I think one thing for us that I believe that the 16-year-old, 9-year-old would look towards is about our time, and especially at 39 and 38 almost, uh, our time freedom now would be a a mission that we can tell you about and and something that we can talk about more of, uh, because that is is designed, that is planned out uh, from a long time ago that we got there. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, those when we were driving around looking, right? Like we talked about down here and dreaming about living down here, we weren't dreaming about living down here and sitting in an office, right? And I'm not saying, you know, I, I want to say this as we talk about work. Clearly, we need to provide for our families, right? Um, but your work can also be a part of your calling, right? It has all has to be in this vision, but what you're doing, you're also probably really gifted to do. So that's a good thing too. You just need to make sure what is your time look like? Where's your balance of time? Yeah. No, yeah, balance of time. And I think too about like, I mean, I think of different examples of businesses. Well, well, I'm here now. So like insurance world, I'm working as a uh, an associate agent, as a clerical person answering the phones and I'm just providing and we're just newly married and we're barely making it. I get it because I was there. I sat on that side of the desk. So my dream, and this doesn't have to be yours. You may work for the next 30 years at that clerical job and you may do amazing things and touch people's lives. But if you're here listening to us, you probably want to glean a discussion about moving and changing and growing. Uh, my staff would call me a flea on crack at times, but where I was saying, hey, how do I move from here? How do I get better and how do I grow? Okay, let me learn to get my insurance license. Okay, let me get my insurance license. So now I can be a licensed associate agent. Now let me answer phones and deal with uh, customers. There's some were happy and a lot were unhappy and talk to them about premium changes and talk about the need for life insurance and auto insurance. Okay, now I do that. Now let me learn about how do I become a principal principal agent? How do I get my own agency one day and have staff and be able to grow from there? And I work towards that. And then I go to that next piece up. And those also are incrementally more pay grades up. And then it's like, oh, wait a second. How do I scale this? That was something I really just, it just happened through osmosis is that we scaled the business. Then all of a sudden I started acquiring other insurance agencies. Osmosis and Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> yes. I, yeah, I mean, it's reps. God gave us these gifts of being able to learn and grow and and guiding us down that, that walk that we were in. And so, acquiring other insurance practices and then scaling that up, and then all of a sudden you go from one staff person to five staff people to 10 staff people to 20 staff people to 40 staff people to we're at 70 team members today. And 
how all that came to be, but also being very diligent in that process of where your time freedom is. If you've ever needed a book to kind of reference that's on the employee side or the employer side, the four-hour work week may be a good one to reflect on. Um, but also there's just ways of, hey, hey, is this business I'm starting in, how much time is it going to take? And wouldn't that be fair? That's how we answer every question. Absolutely. That is how we field everything. Um, and so, through the time freedom opportunities, I got to choose to want to be in the health and fitness world. And one of our sayings, and that that this reminds me of, is nothing changes and let nothing changes if nothing changes. Right. So if you're hearing this and you're thinking, "Yeah, man, I, when I was 16, I wanted to do this," or when I'm 90, I want to look back and I want to see that I've done this. Sit down and take some time with yourself, with your spouse, your family. And, and do that because you can sit back and another year can pass from now and you can look back and go, oh, yeah, I should have sat down and done that then. So make something change. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so functionally, I love that. That's awesome. That's exactly, you know, some great words on that. And other pieces would be, as we tell, we, we've advised on and we've done a lot is, is thinking into the future and what you want. And go, so goal setting, but even in a goal setting in a way of writing yourself journals, entries from that future self. So you're five years down the road, it's 2028. You're how you're, how old are you? How old is your spouse going to make you cry? How old is your kid? In 2028, and then what what goals that you would like to see, you're stating them from a past tense. Hey, today I did this. I'm living in this house in this place. Oh, I remember back on how uh, we did this a couple years ago, and this year we're going on this trip, and you see it, feel it, touch it. You're building some real um, awareness because you have to have that because Every day is going to present a new challenge that's going to knock you down and try to put you back into the comfort zone. Um, what I've realized some and some really, when when we set goals, and would you think of this too, is like we had these 16-year-old goals, but how old did you think we thought we could be if we were going to live at the beach? What, when we were 16, how old would you have oh, been? Oh, 55 plus. Yeah. But yeah. that wasn't planned, by the mm-hmm. way. That So all those discussions around us were... We had these visions. If I by sixty five, man, if I could just like have a place at the beach and like you know we could have our grandkids, I could have a couple staff people. Like it wasn't like oh, I'm going to build this. It just the Lord provided, and you know we used our in, um, ingenuity uh, to get things done. Um, where was I? Where was I going with that? Oh, but you you set these financial goals, and then all of a sudden we're like in our mid thirties, and we've already hit all those goals. And that's grown- not bragging. It's no, just telling. no, it's just reality. And so growing up where we grew up in, in a middle-class area, then all of a sudden you have to start facing some of your old brain stuff to say, well, man, if I move the financial needle up, which moves that game up more, is a book, Who Moved My Cheese? If I do that, am I okay with that? Is that Because then all of a sudden I think about these people that were greedy and selfish. So you have to get right with yourself. You also have to be aware, are you worthy of that? And recognize, am I worthy to do those things? Um, and so, setting the moving into now a new goal stage, and that looks different because it it and it's really about our time more than financial, and and also realizing when you say at times too, it's about um, when we've reached what we thought the summit was there. Maybe it's a false summit, and also that getting to the summit, it's not about being on the top. It was the whole the time. 
the journey to get there. Yeah. I think you can listen to people say that, but man, you know, we do a lot of continued learning. We love listening to other podcasts and books and all those things. And you can listen to these people who've done way greater things than we have in the world. And they'll tell you, you got to keep moving. You got to keep learning. You got to keep growing because you're going to get to that point. You you start doing this, you start setting your goals, you're going to surpass those goals faster than you thought you would. But then you got to keep moving. That goal, And when you get there, that goal, this house that we build is beautiful and we love it and it was a fun project. But just because we have it and you see our beautiful pictures doesn't mean that we're on top of the world and we're good and we're never going to do anything else. And like, cool. Yeah, we're content. We're happy. We love waking up here every single day, but it's still our process. And what are we working on now? And really more than anything, how can we serve others with what we've learned and what we've been through? And uh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's really good. I mean, I think that's a key piece to, we feel apologetic sometimes as we post stuff because I just, I, it's a highlight reel. And what we, that's what we recognize. When you're looking at other people's stuff, that's a highlight reel. We still fall flat on our face. Man, I've fallen flat on my face hard. It really comes to realize at times to where people that are really successful in life, how many mistakes they've made even before you've even woken up in the morning and and how much we got to just get back up and keep going and take our reps and take our wisdom from it. And that's in our marriage walk. That's in business. That's in our parenting style. That's in well, our that's friendships, <laughs> right? But it's also about who we surround ourselves with, which that'll be another episode we talk about is who's in your life and um, loving the people that have been there forever, but also being very diligent and uh, in tune to who are you let speaking into you uh, and into your walk? Ooh, intentional community. We got a lot to say about yeah. that on another episode. Yeah. But if you're here again, thanks for joining us. Please remember to follow us on Instagram or uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, leave a comment and a follow. I'm the Brooks McDonald at Instagram. She's Carrie Beth McDonald, just her full name, C-A-R-I-B-E-T-H McDonald on Instagram. We'd love to connect, love to talk. It means the most to us when we can walk along a journey with you. As I've said uh, on the last one, it's, uh, we may be one of those uh, mentors that are way up the scale for you, but we probably see ourselves as maybe just a couple paces ahead of you. And we have mentors on all those rungs, but we just hope that we're maybe just a couple steps ahead of some people. And that's where we can glean insight uh, from and for you, just like we do for the people ahead of us. So thank you for being here. We just pray a blessing on your life. And, and more than anything, too, we want to walk beside your spiritual journey also. So thank you. Appreciate you.